0: The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tau'ihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand.
1: Hello, it's Lorraine McIntosh here reporting from the COP27. I'm sitting here with Helen Plume who I'm going to ask some questions about because she's been a very important negotiator for New Zealand. She's talking of retiring from and this would be her last COP meeting, after 30 years representing New Zealand at international meetings on climate change. So, Helen, how does it feel to be attending your last United Nations Conference of the Parties? Thanks for
2: the question. In some ways it feels like a big relief, but on the other hand I've been involved in processes that, that are... Only about to get started, so it's, it's in, in some ways there's a little bit of regret because some of these new processes I think are going to be quite exciting, in in terms of um, bringing developing countries in into the the whole transparency process of of doing their reports and then being reviewed and being um, get the right encouragements to to make. Uh, improvements in their reporting and and so on um, as as time goes on so it it would be fantastic to be involved in that and there's always a possibility that I could be but at this point in time I can't say that I will be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Another thing that's really there's we don't have many negotiators, and really, these are, it's very important people at these meetings. And if you could, you describe your work as a negotiator and what you do, and perhaps mention how the parameters you work within on negotiating are established.
2: Well, we before before we leave New Zealand, and quite far in advance of when the New Zealand delegation leaves New Zealand, we need to get a negotiating mandate uh, from the the current government. And this generally involves uh, summarising what's going to happen at the meeting, um, putting all this into a a cabinet paper that has recommendations in it, and that this this will set the the parameters of what we're trying to achieve, what our priorities are, where we have flexibility and where things... uh, uh, People use the term red line. I don't think New Zealand... uses that term but the extent to which we can be flexible within a, a range of possible outcomes and so all of that gets determined before we leave New Zealand. But if, if things come up um, within the meeting that go in a different direction than we have expected them to, then we have the, the um, we get in touch with the minister if he's still hasn't left New Zealand to come to the meeting or he'll be here, he or she, uh, depending on, on who it is at the time and then there's a process where that minister will need to consult with appropriate ministers back in New Zealand before we would um, change something of, of a truly fundamental nature but we, we do have a... Um, some leeway I, I guess as long as we don't stray beyond
1: the expectations of Cabinet At the COP27 there's the usual large trade fear part of those working or promoting more sustainable climate solutions. Do you think this compensates for, to some extent for the slow frustrating process on international agreements to reduce greenhouse gas emissions? Well, it probably
2: does, and thank goodness they come to the meetings because this is this is really where many of the solutions lie, the technology, the innovation, the the new ways of doing things. And if it were left to to the the um, parties, we generally will generally often end up with the lowest common denominator outcome because our decision making process is all done by consensus. And to to drag the the most unwilling often means that decisions are somewhat watered down instead of being strong decisions that are necessary to encourage parties to get on with the job of meeting their commitments, um, being true to the the nationally determined contributions that they've all tabled. So I I think having that, that trade fair aspect and the the um, ability of, of others to see what is actually there and, and, and already sort of off the shelf that, that can be used to, to help reduce emissions and in fact the IPCC's Working Group 3 report said that e- even with cu- current technology forget about the innovation The current technology will get us a long way towards meeting what's required to keep the warming within a, a tolerable level.
1: Thank you. And just to finish off, is there anything about COP27 that is different that all stands out for you this year?
2: That's a really hard question to answer and I guess the determination at the moment of the Egyptian presidency of the meeting to finish the meeting on time, that, that would be the first time that that will have happened in in many, many years. So if they can get us to a an endpoint before the end of tomorrow that that would be something really to to um, you know, to to mark this as pe- perhaps a successful cop because for the first time in a long time it's it hasn't dribbled over into Saturday and even into Sunday um, on on some occasions.
1: I just want to say here it's been a privilege to talk to a person that's contributed so much to New Zealand and such an important issue. So I really wish you well in whatever you end up doing in the future. (laughs) Thank you very much. A pleasure to to talk to you.
0: The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations,